It's all quiet in the underground bunker. Doors closed, locks bolted. But the great one isn't just resting on his laurels. He's making sure your weekend is even better by giving you his best. This is the best of Mark Levin. You're now hearing more and more people talking about the need to take out Vladimir Putin. About uh, nine or ten days ago when I first brought this up, it was considered controversial. It's not controversial. And somebody hopefully will rise up in Russia and take him out. He's a war criminal. They're committing horrific atrocities. They're killing people on bread lines now, executing them. They specifically targeted a theater on one of their coastal cities that were filled, was filled with hundreds of children. With signs outside in Russian that there are children here. And so they targeted it. So citizens are being murdered and being targeted and they're trying to take down these cities. Um, you're also hearing more and more people, including Democrats, insisting that these MiGs should be provided to the Ukrainians. But then you have individuals who are saying, well, they already have MiGs and they're only flying half of them. That would be Jack Reed on CNN today, senator from Rhode Island. Absolutely useless. What Reed doesn't understand is the MiGs need parts. You'd think this man would understand it, having served in the military. The MiGs need parts. And so while they have 50 MiGs, they're not going to all be flying. Some of them are going to be cannibalized so others can fly. That's the situation. It's like when people asked, how come the Iron Dome isn't in Ukraine? How come Israel didn't give it to put in Ukraine? Or the Patriot Missile System in Ukraine? That's because these are cutting-edge technologies that we do not want the Russians to get their hands on, or it will make a, a significant um, problem for our own defenses. But, of course, there are things we can do and should do, and significantly we should do. And so the pressure needs to stay on for these MiGs. Now, you say they have javelins to attack the tanks, they have Stinger missiles, and they're going to get a lot more of them with this $800 million package. That said, ask any, anybody, any jet fighter out there, anybody who's flown a jet fighter during combat, why are jets needed? Because they can get from one place to the other very, very quickly. They can help back up a military action very, very quickly. Stingers, javelins, so forth, obviously they're uh, they're shot from uh, infantry, they're shot from the ground, which is fine. But not having the jet power that they need limits their versatility, limits their flexibility, limits what they can do, such as the enormous damage they could have done to those tanks and armored personnel carriers on that 40-mile convoy. People wondering why, why it wasn't hit. That would have been a perfect opportunity, of course, to hit them. So Biden is not leading. And Zelensky gave a tremendous speech today, a virtual speech, if you will, to the United States Congress. Everybody there stood up and applauded 
and should have, gave him a standing ovation. He's, he's a courageous man, as I've said for weeks now. He will be remembered for a thousand years. And those who have opposed him, whether in our country or other countries, they will be remembered for a thousand years too, as propagandists, as the Tokyo Roses of their time, as I pointed out several weeks ago, and the politicians who are meek and weak, they will be remembered too, not by names, certainly not by a positive legacy, but they will be remembered as willing to tolerate inhumane, genocidal behavior by one of the world's great monsters right now. People are speculating whether Putin will survive. But meanwhile, people are being slaughtered. People are being slaughtered. Now, people are asking about oil prices, and then we'll get into more. That the oil companies are profiteering. Ladies and gentlemen, I've heard this since I was a kid. Since the 1970s, when OPEC colluded in order to drive prices up. And the goal and the purpose was to make America energy independent in our own country. So it wouldn't matter if OPEC colludes or anything else takes place outside our borders. And we'd actually achieve that. Joe Biden destroyed it. Joe Biden destroyed it. The Democrats have always wanted to drive up the cost of fuel. They even wanted to drive up the cost of electricity under Obama. Now they peddle electricity as if they think that just comes out of thin air. And they blame big oil. It's big oil that wants to drill. It's big oil that wants to transport. It's big oil that wants to refine. Now just think about how ludicrous this is. How ludicrous this is. They're not driving up the price of fuel, so when you say they're making all kinds of profits and so forth, let's say they are. Well, who's causing that? It's the government. It's the government. I heard one fellow on TV, a friend of mine, says so many years ago, you know, we were paying this for a barrel, now we're paying this for a barrel again, and yet the oil companies are charging more for gasoline. The oil companies aren't charging more for gasoline. The government has interfered in the market system in a way we've never seen before. And the government is driving up the price of fuel. Oil companies, like consumers, are responding to it, are reacting to it. You want to bring down the price of fuel? Increase the supply. You want to increase the supply? Turn on the oil and natural gas spigots. It's really that simple. In this regard, it's not Putin. It's not big oil. It's big government. It's big government. They talk about these profits that are being made. Your government took from you trillions of dollars over the course of the last 13 months. Trillions. It took from your children and your grandchildren 
wealth that they have yet to even create. And they're going to be burdened with this. It took from you your salary increase. It took from you the value of your pension, the value of your savings. It took from you the value of the currency. The real robber barons are the American Marxists. They're the Democrats in Congress. They're the Democrats in the executive branch. And they're surrogates and mouthpieces in the media. They're the robber barons. They thought nothing of shutting down our small businesses. They thought nothing of people losing their jobs by the millions. With their preposterous, archaic response to this virus. They're the robber barons. The oil companies have no power whatsoever compared to big government. Any more than any other company does. Big government regulates our lands. Big government regulates our trucks. Big government regulates oil, natural gas, coal. Big government regulates all of it. And then when their conduct results in higher prices, they blame the very people they're regulating. Big meat. Big oil. But notice, it's never big trial lawyer or big teacher union or big whatever it is that's part of the Democrat Party base that funds its existence. It's never big government or big bureaucracy or big regulations or big taxes. Never. The price of fuel wasn't going up under Trump. If oil companies have all this power, if they have all this power, why did they invent fracking? Why did they invent fracking that brings down the price of fossil fuels? Why did they invent oil pipelines as opposed to trucking oil and training oil? When in fact that creates efficiencies and brings down the price. Our oil companies are business to make a profit. But what's going on now is not because of the oil companies. The oil companies have almost no say in what's taking place now. What's going on now is because of big government. Big centralized government that not only has power over the economy, but power over the law. They're the real robber barons. And for what? And for what? They want to investigate the oil companies. Why? Because they know that'll distract a significant percentage of the population. What happened to the hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars that was supposed to go to COVID aid that was spent as part of the trillions of dollars in debt? What happened to the hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars that you barely hear about that was stolen, that was given out in grants to people who weren't supposed to get them? What happened to that? Where is that money? Will they investigate that? No. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. 
In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Making your weekend even better. This is the best of Mark Levin. Well, there's supposedly big news out there now. Big news. And the big news is that the New York Times, among many, have concluded that the laptop was real, that the emails were authentic and legitimate, and that the Hunter Biden story was a real story. Now, they waited until the election passed. They were more than happy to promote the idea that this was a Russian plot. They did that on CNN and MSNBC and every major media outlet except Fox. Now, this is more than the first time that this sort of thing has occurred. It definitely impacted the election as well which was the purpose of the cover-up to begin with. Now, here's a question nobody's asking that I can tell anyway, Mr. Producer. And the question is this. Why is the New York Times doing this now? Why is the New York Times doing this now? Does anybody have any thought on that? Mr. Producer, do we have a number of callers? I haven't been able to pull up the call screen. My question to the callers, my question to all of you is, well, I won't waste time on it. The reason the New York Times is doing this now is because information has also come out that Hunter Biden paid off his past tax debt. Somebody gave him a million-dollar loan. There's also information out that the Department of Justice is ratcheting up its investigation of Hunter Biden. So they covered it up as long as they could. They put it off as long as they could. But there are still some careerists left at the Department of Justice who are not controlled by Biden, not controlled by the crooked attorney general or the rest of them. And that... It's very possible that the guy is in some kind of criminal trouble. Now, I wouldn't bet the farm on it, because in the end, they want Biden to win, or his party to win, for sure. But that's why it comes out now, as it does. 
We also have the Boston Black Lives Matter leader and her husband have been hit with federal fraud and conspiracy charges. Canning Grant's attorney said we remain fully confident Monica will be vindicated when a complete factual record emerges. Now, this seems to be an issue with a number of the top brass over there at BLM, if it even exists anymore. Monica Canning Grant, a Black Lives Matter leader in Boston, and her husband, Clark Grant, were hit with an 18-page federal indictment for fraud and conspiracy on Tuesday. Federal authorities allege they have defrauded a large sum of donor dollars out of over $1 million in grants or donations given to their nonprofit, Violence in Boston, which aims to help violence survivors in the city. Cannon Grant, a prominent BLM organizer, was arrested outside of her Beantown home Tuesday. She declined to comment at the courthouse after being released on personal recognizance. Now that's interesting. You have Jesse Smollett, you have this BLM crook or alleged crook. They're released immediately. You have a January 6th. You have individuals from January 6th who never did anything violent but trespass and parade. And many of them have been sitting in jail for months. She will remain free without bail. Uh, the BLM activist has claimed innocence online and under the terms of her release from Judge Judith Dane is allowed to continue to work at her nonprofit twice a week but cannot handle the finances. She'll be arraigned next week. You ever heard of a, of, of, of a decision like that, Mr. Producer? She's, yeah, very nice. She's accused of ripping off this foundation. But she can work there twice a week. Just stay away from the finances. Is the judge going to watch it? County Grant's attorney, Robert Goldstein, said, we're extremely disappointed the government rushed to judgment here in a statement outside the courthouse. Violence in Boston and Monica have been fully cooperating, and their production of records remains ongoing. Drawing conclusions from an incomplete factual record does not represent the fair and fully informed process a citizen deserves from its government, especially someone like Monica, who has worked tirelessly on behalf of her community. Grant was arrested last October by federal agents who raided the couple's home and was previously charged with lying on a mortgage statement and collecting pandemic unemployment benefits illegally. And so I would ask those who were promoting Black Lives Matter, whether the corporatists, whether the CEOs and board members who were actively and openly sending out memos and supporting them, whether the, the athletes who were actively and openly supporting them, whether it was broadcasters ap- actively and openly supporting them, whether it was politicians actively and openly supporting them. My question is, without vetting this organization, you didn't much care. You didn't much care. Prosecutors allege that they also told both the state attorney's general office and the IRS she took no salary, but she did pay herself $2,788 a week beginning in October 2020. Sounds like a big salary to me, Mr. Producer. But what do I know? What do I know? So there we have an update on Black Lives Matter. Now, DirecTV, we canceled DirecTV, and I encourage you to do exactly the same thing. 
Their attempt to cancel OAN provokes a lawsuit. Now, this is an effort by DirecTV, these uh, members of Congress and leftist groups have been trying to get organizations and media outlets banned from cable and now satellite. DirecTV announced in January the digital satellite service would no longer carry One American News Network, which I happen to like, by the way, owned by Herring Networks. The decision prompted a lawsuit by OAN in response Tuesday, arguing DirecTV's refusal to carry OAN could shut it down entirely. I mean, DirecTV's trying to destroy, trying to destroy OAN. And you hear almost nothing about it. You know who talks about it the most? President Trump. President Trump. We informed Herring Networks that following a routine internal review, we do not plan to enter into a new contract when our current agreement expires. Uh, DirecTV told USA Today two months ago without expanding on its definition of an internal review. Well, we know what that means. The decision to drop the channel by OAN's largest distributors expected to take OAN off DirecTV airways by the end of April and threatens the outlet's ability to operate in a crowded media environment. Really shocking. So what should happen? So anybody who owns a piece of DirecTV, assuming it's a public company, or owned by a public company, should show up at their corporate board meeting and raise a ruckus about this. Demand seats on the board. And so forth and so on. And if it's not, Definitely cancel your subscription. The dirty little secret is satellite TV and cable TV are losing subscribers. They're losing subscribers, Mr. Producer, to what? The Internet, right? You go, you get a smart TV. There's, there's a thousand channels you can watch without cable and without uh, satellite TV. Is that not correct, Mr. Producer? And if you're my age, <clears throat> your kids will show you how to do it. Corporate collusion is stripping network off the airways, beginning with DirecTV's crusade against OAN, which set a dangerous precedent. There's no question. But this is part of the American Marxist strategy, coming out of Congress, coming out of their movement, because that's who they are. They're disgusting. Disney. Disney's been attacking the great governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. The left has tried to characterize a bill that was passed by the Republican legislature and signed by DeSantis as anti-gay. It's not anti-gay. It's not anti-anything. Jess says when it comes to these issues of what you do with your genitalia, if you want to have a particular genitalia, the kind of sex you want to have. You are not to teach little kids about it in our public school system. And so the Democrats and their media have said that this is all about being anti-gay. They're basically saying, you don't need to bring up gay, you don't need to bring up straight, you don't need to bring up anything. These are little kids. So of course they try to destroy him, and the CEO at Disney buckled for this, the LGBTQ community at Disney is furious that the corporation hasn't stepped forward and trashed Florida 
given its size in the state of Florida. But maybe it's time to trash Disney. What do you mean, Mark? Well, maybe there needs to be a thorough investigation of the Disney Corporation and how the Disney Corporation employees conduct themselves. Not all of them. My friend Don's daughter works there, and she's fantastic. But you understand what I'm talking about. I mean, here it is, breaking news from NBC6, and we know they're never wrong. Four Disney employees among 108 arrested in Florida human trafficking bust. Did you ever think you would hear the word Disney and human trafficking bust in the same sentence? Operation March Sadness 2 was a six-day undercover operation. Four Disney employees were among more than 100 people arrested as part of a human trafficking operation in Florida, authorities said. Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd on Wednesday announced the arrest of 108 people as part of Operation March Sadness 2, a six-day undercover operation. Imagine if it had been a 30-day undercover operation. One of the Disney employees was a 27-year-old man who worked as a lifeguard in Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. That man allegedly sent sexual images of himself and graphic sexual messages to an undercover detective who was posing online as a 14-year-old girl. That wasn't a member of Congress from New York, was it, Mr. Producer? Another Disney employee arrested was a 24-year-old man who worked at the Cosmic Restaurant. Another Disney Other Disney employees arrested were a 45-year-old IT worker and a 27-year-old software developer. Four arrests of this magnitude in a week is simply remarkable, the sheriff said at a news conference. Again, imagine if they had conducted a longer investigation. As part of the operation, detectives identified prostitutes who posted online advertisements, as well as the Johns who were seeking out the prostitutes online. Detectives then sought to identify and free any victims who were being forced into prostitution or human trafficking, or anyone participating in the trafficking of victims. And he goes on. Do you know that Joe Biden's policies has led to more sex trafficking and slavery than under any president in modern times with open borders? And nobody talks about this. If the Republicans do take the House, even if they take the Senate, the Senate is like uh, impotent. They think they're better than everybody else. They're, hey, the Honorable, the Honorable, the Honorable, the Honorable. Uh, really? Count me out of that club. Anyway, uh, the House, where there can be a lot more action. They need to look into this. How much horror. How much... How much disaster, how many casualties there have been on the southern border as a result of Joe Biden's policies. Ladies and gentlemen, we must organize, bottom up, middle out. We must take back our government. We must take back our school boards and our schools. We must take back our culture. We must take back the newsrooms and and so forth by getting more and more of us involved, setting up your own uh, independent news sites. Becoming independent reporters yourself with the minimal amount of technology. We have to do all these things. Because so much of our culture has been corrupted. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Mark Levin. 
You're listening to the best of Mark Levin. I am tired of these pontificators who have literally spent no time duking it out, duking it out on the ground over the United States Supreme Court. I've spent a lifetime on this issue. I don't expect everybody to spend a lifetime on this issue, but I have spent a lifetime on this issue. And the idea that the Democrats just get a seat because they're replacing another Democrat without having to fight for it, without having to explain their ideology, without Republicans using this as an opportunity to explain why the Democrats are wrong and why they want to destroy the court and the country, is insane. And I'm not even talking about the Republicans on the Senate Judiciary Committee. I'm talking about people in the media, including conservative talk radio, including my friends and colleagues on cable. Not all, but some. Well, you know, save the fight for another day. You don't save the fight for another day, do they? I mean, they're handing out Supreme Court justice seats. Is that the way they treat our nominees, whether it's replacing a Republican or not. I mean, this is idiotic. Now, we apparently believe in some form of affirmative action. I'm not talking about race. I'm not talking about the color of somebody's skin. But so many seats go to the radical left and so many seats do not. This is ridiculous. All we insist on is that people who go on the Supreme Court for life read the Constitution, apply the language, and what was intended by those who wrote it. And if that's not your view, you don't belong in a courtroom. You don't belong in a black robe. It's that simple. Now, the nominee today says she doesn't have a judicial philosophy, but of course she does. She says that. She says that because she doesn't want to have to explain her judicial philosophy. That's why. She has no judicial philosophy. Then everybody should vote no. What does that mean? But we know she has a judicial philosophy. All the radical organizations wanted her to be the nominee. From the critical race theory organizations, to the transgender organizations, to the National Lawyers Guild, to all the feminists, they all wanted her. So obviously she has a judicial ideology and philosophy, which she chooses not to reveal. So we have to wait till she's on the Supreme Court, I guess. Why do you fight these issues? You fight them to inform the American people, to explain to the American people who it is on the left, these Marxists. That's what you do. You don't just reward the Democrat Party and their nominee. She's been extremely radical in Washington, D.C. She's voted against Trump every single time. She's voted for Biden every single time. The Supreme Court's not supposed to be some kind of Politburo. So those who say, you know, wait to fight another day, they are selling out. Fight every day on every front, on every issue, especially the Supreme Court. Especially the Supreme Court. How quickly we forget 9-11. How quickly we forget that this lawyer, who became a federal judge, 
was more than happy to defend them. I don't mean just defend them. But she wanted to participate in their federal defense. Well, that's the system, Mark. No, it's not the system. We have a million lawyers in this country. Many of them are defense lawyers. They didn't all seek to or volunteer to be representing terrorists. It's amazing to me how we pretend when it comes to the left and their nominees that it's just a matter of fact. But with Kavanaugh, who I never even liked, I never even liked Kavanaugh. That they have to come up with these cockamamie, horrific, vile, libelous attacks on this man about gang rape and so forth. They'll do anything and say anything. The Washington Post did it. The New York Times did it. CNN and MSNBC did it. All the major media in the country did it. They don't sit back. No, they don't. So these are battles, and we should view them. Each and every one of them is battles, battles for the country, battles for the heart and soul of the nation. An opportunity to educate the American people, even if we're in the minority. Well, they have the votes, forget it. Is that how they operate, ladies and gentlemen? They have the votes, forget it. I am so tired of the Republican establishment. I am worn out from the Republican establishment. But then I think the future, and we got to keep fighting them. McConnell says the other day he's, he's not sure how he'll vote. Well, in the end, he'll vote no, but he's not sure how he'll vote. So the Republican leader in the Senate, despite the fact that this nominee is a radical, McConnell's not going to lead the fight against her. He's not sure how he'll vote. Now, part of the reason they fear her is because, let's be honest, of her race. They don't want to be accused by the Democrats and the media of racism. But when we nominate minorities who want to apply the Constitution, like a Clarence Thomas, like a Brown, like, like so many others, whether they're black or Hispanic and so forth, they don't get any pass. In fact, the attacks on them are even worse. They're even worse. As any conservative minority can tell you particularly those who've gone through these processes. So there you have it. The Republicans in the Senate, they are so weak, they are so pathetic, that they're giving speeches today about what they're not. We're not the Democrats. You know, we're not going to do this to you like that. We're not going to do... What the hell are you going to do? What are you going to do? She's going to play rope-a-dope. It's obviously the Biden advisors have told her to lay low, play rope-a-dope. And you'll get, your, you'll get your Supreme Court job. I've never seen an easier nomination for the Supreme Court in my adult life. I've never seen it. All right, she's in. There's nothing we can do. Th- these are the commentators on the right. She's in. There's nothing we can do. It's just replacing Breyer. All, all right. Say, uh, keep your powder dry. You know, wait for the next one. And, uh, the hell are they talking about? We will never, ever stop the American Marxist movements in this country. 
these organizations, their dark money, if we listen to the Republican establishment or the Republican media. Forget about the Democrats. This is why they don't want Trump talking about the past election. Oh, I'm sick of it. Well, how are you going to fix it? This is why they don't want to really dig into this lady. This is why they don't want to do Yeah, you know, what are we going to do? We can't uh, just replace it. Save it uh, the next day, you know. Good God. Why do these people get elected? Why do they even want to be elected? Are they, oh, you're honorable. Oh, you're senator. That's it. They like the perks. They like the attention. Rush used to say politics is Hollywood for the ugly people or something like that. He's pretty much, he was pretty much right. How else are they going to draw attention to themselves? Working in law firms or, you know, starting a small business. This is it. This is it. First day of the Senate hearings. Lousy. Lousy. For the most part, a few standouts. Blackburn, Hawley. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. The Great One makes your weekend even better. This is the best of Mark Levin. There's so much to despise about the the leftists behind the scenes in Hollywood. So many stupid people. A few patriots among the stupid. So Stacey Abrams is is now was brought in in the Star Trek uh, done by Paramount. Did you see that, Mr. Producer? She's the president of whatever it is. President of Earth. Stacey Abrams. And Hollywood could care less. You couldn't have a conservative do that, a Republican, you know, certainly not Trump, of course, or DeSantis, or Cruz, or Cotton, or down the list. But Stacey Abrams, who is a complete liar and character assassin, that's perfectly fine. They run the culture. They own the culture. That's what I'm talking about. So all you Drekkies out there, uh, keep that in mind, that now they have destroyed Star Trek with this sort of thing. They've destroyed it by politicizing it. The good old days where you had, you know, what's his name? What is the guy's name? Is in all the commercials. I can't remember his name anymore. My guys won't help me. They don't know either. Yeah, what's Kirk's name? I can't remember. Now everybody's yelling at their radio and their, or their iPhones. Even he might be listening, yelling at his radio. You know, folks, you've been hearing me. William Shatner. Bill, I'm sorry, man. I happen to be a big fan. I'm a big fan. I mean, I can't remember life without Bill Shatner, to be perfectly honest with you. And nobody, nobody. Nobody played a Kirk like Shatner. Nobody. There have been imitators, but not like him. No. You know, we haven't seen or heard from Rudy Giuliani lately, have we, Mr. Producer? They're trying to destroy him. They're trying to steal his career and his license from him. 
their character assassinating him. Why don't you see if he's around next week? Oops. Why don't you see if he's around next week, and uh, we'll bring him on. Hold on, my computer went off, running the ad for my uh, Life, Liberty, and Levin. But we'll try and get Rudy on, because I, I, I miss Rudy. Brianna Keeler, Kyler, is a CNN host, which means her days are numbered there. And she has Jennifer Graham on CNN today. Now, who is she? She's the secretary of No Energy. As I've discussed before, you've got to listen to these, these names they put on these cabinets, these departments, and understand it's the opposite. The energy department is the No Energy Department. The education department is the No Education Department. The Agriculture Department is the No Agriculture Department, and so forth and so on. Because government isn't there to facilitate, a bureaucratic word, it's there to kill, crush, destroy, tape, slow, kneecap, undermine, charge, penalize, fine, imprison. Get my drift? So here she is with Jennifer Granholm. Now, Jennifer Granholm was a governor of Michigan, as I recall. She knows not a damn thing about how to get oil, how to keep oil, how to move oil, how to keep it off your skin, how to keep it out of your hair, how to mix oil in order to have salad dressing. She doesn't know anything. Cut 13, go. The administration's reaching out to Saudi Arabia and to Venezuela, I think uh, folks that many Americans might consider unsavory characters, in this search for energy to kind of fill this Russian energy void. How should Americans view this? I think Americans should see the administration calling right now for an increase in supply as something that helps them. And that's what... Now, 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 hold on a second. I know you know this, but the insanity of this just never... I, I just can't digest it. This regime has taken steps to cripple our own energy industry. And they go to these dictators, these killers, who hate us in Venezuela, Maduro, and ask them to help us produce oil. We go begging cup in hand, on our knees to Maduro, asking him for oil. Which, by the way, he can barely produce, even though they're floating on it. Then we go to Saudi Arabia, which is smart enough, I have to say, to say, F off, you idiot, to Biden and his people. Why don't you get oil from your new friend, the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran? I know that's what's going through their minds. You know, I'm sick and tired of this line that Republicans are pushing for war against Russia, Mr. Producer. I'm so sick of it. Republicans are not pushing for war against Russia. Let me see if I can help. Vladimir Putin is the warmonger with the war machine. Vladimir Putin is slaughtering Ukrainians. Vladimir Putin is now locking up his own people by the tens of thousands. Vladimir Putin fancies himself... A, a male, Catherine the Great, and Stalin. 
Republicans are not warmongers, and Republicans are not looking for war. And I'm sick and tired of the Biden administration pretending that they don't know the answer to producing more oil and gas. They know the answer because they have specifically and purposefully killed it. So when Granholm talks about this, we need to increase our supply. It's very easy. We did not have these problems. We did not have these problems under Trump or under Reagan. Now we have Pete Buttigieg. Let's hear what he has to say because he has so much experience when it comes to transportation and such, which means none. Cut 14, go. You mentioned gas prices briefly, and they continue to soar across this country. Uh, You know, can the public transportation system, as it's situated today, can it handle a potential influx of people that just can't afford to drive to work anymore? Talk to us about some of the investments you have started to make in infrastructure here uh, from the public transport side. Well, we do have a lot of capacity in public transit, uh, and that's something that uh, you know I, I hope becomes a uh, a means of choice. Uh, now, why would you choose public transit if you could drive your own car? Do you want to know why, ladies and gentlemen, they hate it when you drive your own car? Is it because of carbon monoxide? No. Does anybody know why they hate it when you drive your own car? It's called freedom. It's called mobility. It's called independence. You don't have to rely on the subway system. You don't have to put yourself in a position on a subway system that is dangerous where you or your loved ones might be harmed. You don't have to create convenience for the government in where it puts its system rather than what's convenient for you. That's why they hate the automobile, because the automobile represents independence, freedom, and mobility. And they want to control you. If they control public transportation, and you have to rely on public transportation, they control you. You have to wear a mask on public transportation. Obviously, if you're in your own car, you don't have to. That's why they're desperate to be able to track your mileage so they can punish you if you drive too much, if you drive too far. That's why they hate the automobile. Go ahead. Good options and good affordable options to get to where they need to be. Uh, Look, we, we need to make sure that there is less pressure on family budgets from transportation, which is often the second biggest budget item after housing itself. One of the tools that, that, that we have in our toolkit to do that is to make sure there's access to excellent public transportation. There will never be access. I, I hate to burst bubbles. We will never have excellent public transportation. I don't care what they do in Japan and Germany. We will never have it. If you don't enforce the law against crime, if you don't have respect for property rights, if you're not going to punish people who do graffiti, if you're not going to punish people who threaten other people, if you're not going to punish people who assault other people, you're never going to have an excellent public transportation system. 
Furthermore, you're never going to have enough public transportation stations and stops for people. Maybe you want to take a drive to the, to the beach. As my wife likes to say, the shore. Well, there aren't many stops along the way, are there? Maybe you want to drive out to the countryside. Maybe you want to have a picnic. Maybe you want to be left alone. Maybe you do your best thinking in the car. Maybe you're a salesman. Maybe you're this. Maybe you're that. These clowns, they do not understand how Americans think, how productivity and creativity works, how people make a living. They are government hacks. They are bureaucrats. They figure if we can just build a system that goes from point A to B, and the end stop is always the state capital, the national capital, or something like that, then it'll be just fine. I have the Levin plan. You know what that is? Rather than blowing all this money on public transportation, give the taxpayers their money back and buy all the automobiles you want. So we can put them on all the new highways and bridges and tunnels that they say they're building in the infrastructure plan. I mean, we need to fill those up, don't we? I'll be right back. Mark Levin. We're giving you nothing but the best, the best of Mark Levin. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to help me decipher something. I want you to help me decipher something. Joe Biden at the White House today, it's number 19, Mr. Producer, on the Reauthorization of Violence Against Women Act. I want you to listen to this, seriously. And hat tip to rumble. Cut 19, go. So we established a new civil rights, a new civil rights cause of action for those whose intimate images were shared on the public screen. How many times have you heard? I bet everybody knows somebody somewhere along the line that in an intimate relationship, what happened was the guy takes a revealing picture of his naked friend or whatever in a compromising position. And then literally, in a sense, blackmails or, or, or mortifies that person. Send it out. Put it online. You know, Mr. Bruce, I must live a very cloistered life. I'm, I must live a, a very protected life. I don't know anybody who's done this. Do you? You don't either? Mr. Call Screener, does he know anybody? You don't either. That's three of us. It's, what, what is it with the Democrat? Is this, I mean, I don't know who Biden knows. He knows Biden. And Tara Reid never got her day in court, that's for sure. And by the way, folks, just so you know, you say, Mark Levin, why didn't you have Tara Reid on? We asked her. Remember, Mr. Producer? We never heard back. Because, you know, for her to come on me might taint her credibility, of course. So, reauthorization of the Violence Against Women Act, and it now includes the use of naked pictures. Do women ever take pictures of naked men and threaten them? I have to assume that happens from time to time. But again, 
I live in a cloistered world. I, I, no pictures as far as my life goes. I can't speak for everyone else. Why do you need pictures, Mr. Producer? Perverts, right. Why do you need a picture of... I, I don't understand it, quite frankly. So you need... Uh, I bet everybody knows. Now, he knows somebody, his son Hunter, right? Son Hunter's taking videotape. And uh, I wonder if that's covered by the Violence Against Women Act. So there we are for those who say we need to focus on domestic affairs and not just Ukraine. They did, apparently. And they also froze the time. Uh, Daylight savings. So now we have that too. So they're very, very busy. Uh, And they want to spend hundreds of billions more on COVID. Did you hear that one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're not deporting illegal aliens who come from virtually any country. So um, I'm focused on domestic affairs. I don't like what I'm saying. So I guess I shouldn't be looking at Ukraine because, you know, I'll get a headache. But I want to play this one more time, not to be provocative, but this is your president. And all of you must know somebody who's taken pictures of somebody who was naked and posted them online in a compromising position. I don't know. Cut 19, go. So we established a new civil rights, a new civil rights cause of action for those whose intimate images were shared on the public screen. How many times have you heard? I bet everybody knows somebody somewhere Now, we do know of some people who have posted their own intimate images online. Right, Mr. Producer? So do they have a cause of action against themselves? Or are they the victim? Or are they the perp and the pervert? Which are they? Can they be both parties? I'm just curious. The famous case where Breitbart brought up that. You remember all that stuff? Go ahead. That in an intimate relationship, what happened was the guy takes a revealing picture of his naked friend or whatever in a compromising position. And then literally, in a sense, blackmails or, or, or mortifies. Can I be honest with you folks? If I were president of the United States, I'd be embarrassed to even get into all this stuff. Of all the things you have to talk about, of all the things going on, would you bring this up? If it's in the bill, it's in the bill, but would you bring this up? No, I don't think so. Ah, boy. Okay, we're focused on domestic issues. There you go. That, that, that'll fix stuff. Um, the Victims, what's the title of the bill again? The Violence Against Women Act. Now, speaking about violence against women, did you see the guy beat the crap out of the the Asian woman, Mr. Producer? Did you see that, America? That guy is a repeat offender. Big fat slob. He's a repeat offender. So they pass these laws... They beat their chest. They pat themselves on the back. They want you to know how wonderful they are. So what's going to happen? How come this repeat offender gets out to brutalize an Asian woman? 
a lot of Asian people are being attacked in these various communities, to be perfectly honest with you, and not just Asian women. Just like a lot of Orthodox Jews are being attacked in certain communities, but we're not allowed to talk about that either, are we? And I don't see a hell of a lot being done about it. In fact, I don't see anything being done about it. These people have uh, the repeat offenders. We're going to have a great guest in a few minutes, but I wanted to get to one other thing. This was a piece I saw in the Wall Street Journal. A strike on Moscow's forces in Kherson destroyed helicopters as the Russian bombing continued and Zelensky asked Congress for more weapons. What is this? Ukraine is mounting counteroffensives where it can in various cities, including outside Kiev. Ukraine and its military launched a counteroffensive on its capital, Kiev, and other key cities, as President Zelensky urged the U.S. Congress to provide more weapons and increase economic pressure on Russia. So when you're doing a counteroffensive, those MiGs can come in very, very handy. And I'll tell you something else. It would demoralize the Russian troops. They'd be looking over their shoulders constantly. It's just another tool you have to wreak havoc on the enemy. Ukrainian forces also said they pressed an offensive south and east of the southern border, excuse me, the southern port town of Mayokalev, moving in the direction of Kyrgyzstan, the only Ukrainian regional capital occupied by Russia since the war began on February 24. Ukraine said it carried out an airstrike on the Kherson airport, which is now a Russian airbase, And satellite imagery of the tarmac showed seven destroyed or damaged Russian helicopters, some of them engulfed in flames. Kiev also said it shot down two Russian Su-30SM jets over the Black Sea off Odessa. Now imagine what they could have done if they have had weapons sooner and had MiGs. Imagine. But I'm just a white dominant supremacist interventionist neocon who wants us to go to World War III, Mr. Producer. 